0: Welcome to Conowan's Corner.
1: Exploring the stars with three modern witches. I'm Corey.
2: I'm Detta. And I'm Conowan. Welcome back, Conowin. <laughs> Thank you. I love this. It's so nice to see Happy. you. It's very nice to see your face. It's so good to see you both. I think we're both ready to jump into the chaos that is Sag season.
1: Woo! Happy birthday to our Sagittarians, to my mom.
2: To Data. <laughs> to Data. Happy birthday, Sages. It's gonna be a wild ride, right? It's gonna be fun. <laughs> Let's get there. So fun. As we claw our way through the rest of Scorpio season to this first day of Sag season. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, if we're ready for me to jump on in. We know November twenty second is going to be the start of Sag season. This is going to start at six oh three, bright and early in the morning. Welcome Jupiter into our lives, please. (laughs) And yes, Jupiter, our ruler, will be in retrograde at this time. Jupiter retrograde isn't something I stress too much about, though. I think unless like it's hitting you real hard directly, and you might be feeling that, especially any of the fixed signs out there, because Jupiter is in Taurus, so that's Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. You might be feeling this Jupiter retrograde a little bit more than usual but jupiter is our ruler of the month except sun is not talking to jupiter once it enters sagittarius it's going to be talking to saturn (laughs) and it's in a closing square to saturn (laughs) we have this burst of we're doing sag season and here comes saturn and being like no no here's some subconscious bullshit We have this closing square. It's kind of like this wrapping up of whatever the tension has been with Saturn in your life. Saturn of course is authority and boundaries and like just Saturn in Pisces this year has really felt like just a weight, like a sobering like rain cloud over us, I think when it really flares up. It certainly felt that way when it was going direct early November. And it's like the obstacles in our life, but because it's a closing square, so the sun is approaching Saturn, this is kind of more like a crisis in subconscious versus a crisis out like in the world. So it might just be like you being too hard on yourself. (laughs) It might just be something that's like weighing you down emotionally. So just be aware of that. We just came off of the sun conjunction with Mars. This was on November uh, seventeenth, And this hasn't happened for us yet currently sitting in the studio. (laughs) So I'm really curious as to what that's going to feel like when the sun is conjunct Mars. I know I talked a lot about it in the Scorpio season episode. But Mars has been a very intense player in the last few months. So I'm kind of anticipating a big flare up. I mean, Mars is typically... It's kind of that aggressive, like fiery energy, but it's in Scorpio. So there's like a never forgive, never forget moment <laughs> going on with Mars. So however, this sun conjunction Mars feels, the chart was pretty awesome. I was looking at it and thinking like this, this could be a really magical day for people to really like manifest with. I have a feeling we're going to be coming off of a pretty intense transit and we'll also be feeling this for the rest of November. So we're still very much in that in this beginning of Sagittarius season. But the Sun and Mars are going to be sextiling Pluto and trining Neptune to start off the season. This is really deep. This is spiritual. This is like penetrating into our deepest thoughts, darkest corners of the mind. But it's in trine and sextile. So this is collaborative. This is harmonious flowing energy. So it might be a great like time. I mean, honestly, start of Sagittarius, season. I would say if you want to do some magic, I'm going to call this one of my more magical days, actually, because It's a great time to do some reflection and looking forward. Sagittarius is all about looking far, like far, far forward. What is the furthest goal and the farthest reaching thing I want to go for? In Sagittarius season, all the leaves have come off the trees. We can see through the trees. We can see far, right? And so the actual imagery of that is helpful to think of what can Sagittarius season initiate for you? going forward. And so I think it's actually a really nice time to really think about that and do some magic around those goals, kind of treating it like a new moon, because of course, the sun coming into a new season, it is kind of like new moon energy in a way. It's the sun at zero degrees of a sign. And at the same time, we're going to have Mercury trining a Venus-Chiron opposition. So Venus and Chiron oppose. This is kind of like heartbreaking a little bit. This is like our our self-worth getting crushed a little and having to learn a hard lesson and Maybe deal with a wound that's from the past or dealing with a new wound. But with Mercury in a really nice position to this, communication is key. So, opening up about this, this would be like a beautiful time to write like some poetry or a song or do some form of writing, like therapeutic, whether it's just like free writing or maybe it's drawing, just getting your hands like on something to get your thoughts out in some artistic way. Cause it's a really like nice. Release point for this Venus Chiron opposition. So I'm seeing a lot of like weight starting this season off, but I honestly feel like a lot of it might be coming from the season we've just had. (laughs) So it's like this, oh, okay, here we go. How are we getting started? Here's where I'm at. This is kind of the hard reality. But like, where would I actually like to go? And maybe resting a little bit in things aren't perfect. I'm going to write about it. I'm going to feel it out. And then I'm going to move forward and release some things. So I'm hoping. This could actually serve as a really nice start to the season and is one of my magical days of the season right off the bat. So here we are. <laughs> so the very start of Sagittarius. I kicking it off with a magical day. I do too. I do too. That's great. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's like, it's not magical in the sense it's, oh, it's going to be a great day. It's magical in the sense you can work with this. This is potent energy. You can do some real magical work with it's not going to be easy. <laughs> but I think we're all living in not so easy times. And so what do you want to make from that? Like, what? Because you can sit and wallow in it and be really sad or be really down on it. And that's okay. If that's like where you're at in life, go for it. <laughs> like, Survival is key. But if you want to do some magic and really start to look at improving everything, this is the day that I think you could take advantage of the good energies that are presenting themselves. Uh, So Mars moves into Sagittarius shortly after the sun. We're going to see this as a theme through the next month is Mars and the sun are moving very, very similarly. They move at almost the same pace. So while the conjunction happened exactly on November 17th, they're still moving the whole time very slowly together. And they're kind of like doing this dance together. So a lot of Mars energy. <laughs> and so again, thinking about Martian themes, this is, this is God of War. This is aggression. This is energy. This is like potent raw. This can be sexual energy as well. It's like attraction and like going after things and drive and, and really just what is the life force propelling you forward toward the things you wanted to go. It of course can look really awesome. If you're using that for good and channeling that in a way that's really helpful, like asserting yourself is a really good thing way to do that. But then, of course, it can show up as aggression and violence and um, amputation and like crazy things that we don't associate with good (laughs) when it comes to Mars. Mars is a major malefic in the sky. So be aware of those energies happening around you. If you need to break some ties, put up some boundaries, use some of Saturn with that. Um, But Mars will be closely following Earth the whole time while we're doing this because it's moving at roughly the same rate as Earth is. And so that's why in the sky, it looks like the sun is moving at the same rate as Mars is. Some fun little, little tiny dose of uh, astronomy in there. which I'm still learning, by the way. (laughs) So I don't have all the right terminology. But Mars will be closely following the sun, moving into Sagittarius just two days later on November 24th. This is going to brighten Mars up a little bit. Mars is at home in Scorpio, but in Sag, it gets loud. It gets big. It gets want to do more. And so you might be feeling that burst. But again, Mars, once it moves into Sagittarius, will also be squaring Saturn just like the sun did previously. So everything as it's ingressing into new signs right now. First, it talks to Pluto before it goes into the sign. So that's a lot of the subconscious, the shadow, the, you know, the dark work, the, that's power manipulation, like all of the things that Pluto rules under the ground, under the surface. So it's going to have a little conversation with Pluto. It might be nice as they leave Scorpio. It's in a, it's in a pretty good relationship to Pluto. And then it moves into the next sign and it's going to talk to Saturn because Saturn is over there sitting at the very beginning degrees of Pisces. And in this case, Sagittarius is square Pisces. So that's going to be a square relationship to Saturn that's more difficult to deal with. So everything has this Plutonic Saturnian vibe once it starts a new season. And I think that's like adding to the heaviness right now, (laughs) because it's just these big, like malefic planets in the sky being like, have you done your homework? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, I didn't ask for this.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's... I just all of a sudden is great. I'm naked and forgot my
2: homework. That's just yeah, wonderful. Yeah, pretty much. And the teachers, you're going to fail your school. You cannot walk at graduation. It's that nightmare that I think a lot of people have. I know I have that nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. I totally missed this class the entire semester. How did I like skip it every week?
1: Right? That that class. Oh, God. Oh, God. I slept through the scene study final and let down not only myself, mm. but hmm? three scene partners.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah had that dream more than once yeah even
2: after i'm out of school i I have that that dream yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so that's kind of how we're starting (laughs) fun right (laughs) fun (laughs) it's gonna it's gonna hopefully get better i mean i think overall it's yeah go ahead But it
0: sounds like it's starting after the magical day. So we get a little
2: bit of rest, It's kind of in tune with it, right? Because once the sun is moving into Sag, it has that talk with Saturn, which is kind of that like authority energy, right? And that's why I was saying it's the magical day is magical in the sense you can use the energy. It's potent energy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy energy. And not every day is going to be like uh, not every magical day I give you is going to be like the perfect day. Like it's not that I'm, I'm talking about using. Okay, this is the energy presenting itself in the sky right now, and it's like really heavily, like helpful in this direction, and that's kind of okay. where this—that's where this season is presenting itself. So it's not just cut and dry, easy. Yay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think we're gonna—we're honestly gonna feel this for a while with Saturn like over in Pisces, because with these mutable signs, there is usually like a little bit more of a lightness, especially the Sagittarius season going into the holidays we've had a lot of stuff going on and and saturn is just kind of sitting over there telling all the mutable signs sober up and humble yourself a little bit and it's do did we need that did we really need that after all the years we've had (laughs) so it's it's gonna be a little heavy i think going forward and again what are we gonna what are we gonna do with this time is is to me as a magical person is what i'm asking myself how do i make the best use of this energy Again, I'm sending love to everybody out there right now because I just think it's, a, it's kind of a weird, rough time, at least where we're sitting at in Scorpio season. Maybe by the time Sag season starts, everything brightens up. I hope that's the case. But seeing these transits, I'm like, yeah, we're still kind of coming off of whatever the weight of mostly October, honestly, and eclipse season and November is. And with that, we're going to have a full moon in Gemini at the end of November. This is going to be at four degrees of Gemini. And it's going to be at one sixteen a.m., so bright and early in the morning, uh, or rather you can see it late at night on the 26th. And uh, the Sun will be conjunct Mars still at this point, so it's still moving right and long, and it's still kind of in that square with Saturn. So these themes from the beginning of the season are carried right into this full moon. Uh, Venus is on the south node at this point, and Quincunx Uranus. This is pretty uncomfortable. This, is, this could be news that triggers something within you that you're trying to battle from your past and get over and you head right back to a default mode. I think that's actually been a theme personally for me. I'm going back to some of my default things that I know are not good habits. <laughs> but that South Node and Libra being in Libra season and a bunch of planets interacting with the South Node, I just find myself going back to the things that's I know this isn't healthy for me, but I'm trying to survive right now and that's where I'm at. So that like personal aside there, but just be aware that like, all this activity on the South node, Venus is kind of the last planet though, trekking through this region. So hopefully like she's going to hit the South node and then give us a break for a little while from South node and we can all move past our unhealthy habits. But that's just, again, a personal wish of mine, a hopeful aside. But there's this uncomfortable energy with this full moon. Mercury it will also have just entered its shadow. Wah, wah. You have another Mercury retrograde coming up. <laughs> so that full moon marks the beginning of its shadow. So whatever happens on this full moon, it's not over once the full moon is over. This is probably going to present itself again and then again somehow in this Mercury retrograde. And it's squaring Neptune. So Do you want to watch out for people trying to give you a delusion and swindle you and take you in a direction that you don't want to be going in? I feel like I'm so sorry. I feel like this is like such a weighty episode, but it's funny to me. It's only funny because we start off with so much Saturnian energy. I feel like I'm being Saturn right now and just like laying that heavy, wet rain cloud over everybody.
1: Rather, no. Okay. (laughs) It's very helpful to me as a person who experiences depression and experiences a lot of gaslighting myself and like thinking like i'm making it up it's in my head whatever garbage to be like it isn't and while yes there are factors in my life that make me feel this way it is helpful to know that the entire cosmic vibe isn't healthy right
0: you know (laughs) right Not to blame it on the planets, but I want to blame it on the planets. I
1: would rather know if the energy is something I need to be, like, working against, leaning into, maybe, Mm -hmm. like, just acknowledging and understanding and just getting through it. I would rather know.
0: I hope. So you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You tell us everything. And And you're not a doom and gloom... Astrologer Conowan, I, I never get that from you. So when you tell us as easily and gently as you can, which you are,
2: it's incredibly what Corey said. It's helpful. So, I'm I'm yeah. hoping it's helpful to all you listening out there. I'm relieved to hear that that's how you guys feel. Thank you. <laughs> I also have an
1: excellent, hilarious, just a little personal aside. That reminds me that like some things in life are a spicy coincidence, but some things are just a little too aligned because you were talking about the end of the month and dealing with like trauma and old patterns. Guess what I'm starting the week after Thanksgiving? Trauma work, intentional trauma work with my therapist. It's going to get... Rough. Wow! Respect. Hi,
0: baby.
2: Yeah, I know you see the baby then, and it all just goes away. I know the baby. <laughs> the <timing. laughs> Respect, though. That's happening around the same time. I would say this is a good time to do it, though, because the the release of those traumas, I think, are is in the air. Once we're moving off of that south node.
1: Yeah, and knowing like, what you said about like, falling into old patterns mm-hmm. and stuff like, that's very important to my work that I'm doing and not falling into those patterns and revisiting old patterns I had that maybe actually are fine but I gave up whole cloth because of their association with other habits and and feelings i it's it's good to know the work i'm doing i need to be extra attentive to
2: during this time precisely i mean i think you read that totally totally right and yeah i mean with we have we have some kind of tougher venetian like transits i think even though venus is happy in libra she's dealing with chiron she's dealing with like pluto she's dealing with all these kind of heavier weight planets and that takes quite the toll like really um when we saw the venus retrograde over the summertime this is a really intimate planet and i think a lot of people were going through stuff like mm-hmm. that hit in a very like close to home way um, at least that's that was my experience talking to a lot of people. I think it's going to really call into question, especially when she hits the South Node and is there for a minute. You know, what are the things that we go back to because they are comfortable? The South Node to us is comfortable. I had a great conversation. I can't remember who I was talking to with this about the Nodes. But the North Node, as great as it is in the future and it's wonderful, you know, where we're headed to, and there's a lot of hope involved with the North Node, it is downright uncomfortable to go there. And I think that we get into this like thinking like the North Node should be easy. (laughs) And it's not, it's really not. The South Node is where we're very comfortable and we go back to, we revert all the time. So with Venus kind of touching on all those things and reminding us like, this is what you do when you're not feeling so confident and when you are feeling kind of attacked and when you, your confidence and your esteem and you know, is is being threatened and is not at its best. And so, like, how can you work with that? And how can you heal these wounds? I will just say, using that mercury that I was talking about, writing about it, and it can be writing about it, talking about it, sharing about it, vlogging. I actually video myself talking a lot because I find it easier than writing sometimes. <laughs> Get your thoughts out in some fashion, whether that be artistic or not. It doesn't have to look pretty. Just do it. And I think you will find that it helps. I certainly have found it very helpful recently. But, Corey, best of luck to you with the trauma work, because that's a lot. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So why don't we talk about where this full moon's hitting the three of us? <laughs> then we can talk about where am i be hitting others. Full moon in Gemini at four degrees. This is happening for me in my third house. So that's the house. If you have this also in your third house, this will be house of siblings. This is short-term travel communication. So like social media, like your media, your form of communication. So like writing and letters and like to short term places and siblings is also in this house. Corey, for you, this is happening in your eighth house. So this is like literal death and rebirth moment, <laughs> transformation moment. This is kind of the taboo house. This is the death house. You're, you've got some planets in there, though. So I don't think you're any stranger to this house. It's not like this is like a fearful house for you. This eighth house for you, Corey, I don't think you're any stranger to because you've got some natal transits here, natal planets here, excuse me. But it's going to probably hit like some areas that you're like, okay, I want to purge this, get rid of that. This can end, this can wrap up. And full moon in Gemini, a full moon is always going to be some sort of a loss or a release. So I definitely see that as a theme for you personally. And Detta, for you, this is happening in your seventh house so interesting with Gemini being like the the sign of the twins, right? And this is very much communication. And in the seventh house, this is highlighted in your relationships. This is primarily going to be spousal relationship, or this can look like partnership. This can look like business partnership, that kind of thing. So some sort of a illumination moon-wise in communication in this, in this part of your life, I think is something that you might want to look for. So If you guys haven't heard me talk about this in the past, just remember that if you look at four degrees of Gemini in your own natal chart, wherever house that lands, you can look at the meaning of that house and see how that full moon might affect you more directly if you're looking for ways to work with a full moon or if you're wondering how it might directly affect your, your life. So definitely check that out in your natal chart if that's something you're interested in. So shortly following the full moon, we're going to have uh, kind of a slew of a bunch of transits before the next lunation, that new moon. Pretty much there's something going on every day. <laughs> so December kicks off with a bang for, although I, I don't know if you would call Mercury moving into Capricorn with a bang, but Mercury will be moving into Capricorn regardless on December 1st. <laughs> and so it enters the sign that it will be retrograde in later in the month. But Mercury and Capricorn is going to kind of, Let's see. It's it's moving from a Jupiterian sign into a Saturnian sign. So we're getting a little more serious. We're getting a little more direct in terms of Sagittarius is plenty direct. I think Mercury in Capricorn is actually more like focused energy on ambition versus big ideas. Like all those big ideas that you've been having, you might actually focus down into something that, okay, this is what I actually want to pursue and here's how I'm going to do it. It's a little more methodical and a little less boisterous <laughs> Sagittarius. So it, it has a nice focus in Capricorn. But again, we are going to be hitting in Mercury retrograde a little later in the month. Then we have a bunch of Venus transits, because guess what? Venus is changing signs. So Venus will be squaring Pluto on December 3rd. Ouch, that's going to be a deep, like, this is like the perfect shadow work transit that I think about when you go internal and you work with the part of yourself that, you know, is is truly like the trauma side of you that is getting, that you would like to release, frankly. So Venus squaring Pluto is going to happen December 3rd. Then it's going to move into Scorpio on December 4th. And right around that time, it will be trining Saturn. So that's kind of nice. Venus will be ending its time in Libra, moving into Scorpio with a trine to Saturn. So what this says to me is Venus in Libra has been doing a lot of work personally to us, a lot of intimate work. Themes from the summertime even might even be coming up for you just because we had that really long Venus retrograde and now she's going through her domicile, but she's having all these like hard transits. And we end with this trine to Saturn, which Venus trine Saturn in a nutshell is putting off the things that give us pleasure for now, because putting in work and effort into making those dreams like longer term is going to reward us bigger in the future. So kind of like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the the quick, you know, self-pleasure right now for the hopes that I will have a greater reward in the future. It's putting off that initial, immediate satisfaction. I'm like struggling with words here. <laughs> but Venus is willing to put the work in to something much greater, much it's better.
1: Delayed. Delayed gratitude. Thank you.
2: That is totally what I was trying to say. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so that is Venus Trans-Saturn. I think whatever themes lessons we've gotten from Venus moving through Libra, that delayed gratification precisely, I think, is kind of what the sort of wrap up to that story is going to look like in some shape or form. And that will probably be showing itself around December 5th for you. It could be happening a few days before, a few days after. December 6th, Neptune is stationing direct. So here's an interesting one. Neptune spends like half the year in retrograde. So it's not like a huge thing when it's in retrograde, um, although, you know, every planet has its own meaning in retrograde. But when Neptune is stationing, that's when it's going to be moving its slowest. So here, I'm going to say it for the millionth time, that means it's at its most powerful because it's standing kind of still in the sky. So it's very, very, very powerful. And so when it stations direct, it'll be at Pisces at 24 degrees. So I would check where that is in your chart first. And it went retrograde back on June 30th. This was only at 27 degrees Pisces. So it's only moved three degrees. Very, very slow moving planet. And that's why it's so powerful when it's standing still because it's way, way, way out there. And so I ask you, like, what has changed in your life, especially around the themes of illusions to yourself or like having to have cold, hard reality or things that you had fantasized and thought of? How are those like deconstructed and made real? How has that changed for you since June 30th of this last year to 2023? And then the last time it was here at 24 degrees was between uh, February 14th and March 12th. So is there anything coming up for you again from that period? Because now Neptune is back where it was. It's kind of in that place reviewing old things again so december 6 is when it will be stationing direct i invite you to connect with the energy of neptune and this this is really beautiful energy too this is they call neptune venus at its like highest vibration because neptune is unconditional love it's it's the highest form of spirituality it's speaking with other beings and angels. So, this is a, you know, if Neptune's at its most powerful, especially if it's at a really powerful place in your chart at those later degrees of Pisces, I encourage you to work with this, of course, safely, because Neptune is also escapism, <laughs> whatever that looks like for you. <laughs> and so, just be aware that these Neptunian themes are going to be really strong. You might see people that go down some sort of a Neptunian path. So, watch out for your friends around this time. I'm just going to say. Early December, keep an eye out. Things, of course, as we've been saying, have been kind of heavy. People might be feeling like they're drowning. Keep an eye on your friends and keep an eye on yourself. Please be safe out there. We want you here. <laughs> we want you here on this <laughs> earthly plane to change the world with us because <laughs> you're a magical person. And so Neptune's going to station direct. And then we have a couple nicer transits, thankfully, leading into the new moon. We have the sun will be trining Chiron while Mercury is trining Jupiter. So that's some hope. That's some healing and some hope happening. This is right on December 7th following Neptune stationing direct. And a couple days later, we're going to have Venus opposing Jupiter, which oppositions are typically a little harder. Venus will be in Scorpio, but it's opposing Jupiter. We have the two greater benefics opposing each other. So there's kind of a, hey, do you dare to do this thing that you want to do? Like when Jupiter's in Taurus, it's I want to get really comfortable and let's treat ourselves. And Venus is, yeah, let's do it. Like, we're going to do it better than they're going to do it. <laughs> and it's, it's almost like this egging itself on and, and it can get a little out of control. So watch for things around, especially Venus and Jupiter in Scorpio Taurus. This can look like jealousy, possessiveness, like a little bit of over control. Watch out for that kind of thing, especially if it's coming up in you, if you've got some like serious jealousy but it can look like serious treat yourself vibes. <laughs> so, like, I would say, you know, connect with that and connect with, connect with Venus and Jupiter themes within yourself to make the best of that. And it's sex styling. Okay. I'm doing math in my head. Excuse me, but it will be, Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just laughing. At math me. sucks.
2: <laughs> There's so much math in astrology. Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> that and music. Like what's wrong with it? But it'll be sextile Mercury through December 11th and 12th. So once again, Mercury comes to the rescue. Write about it. Sing about it. If you're dealing with jealousy, turn that into a bomb Taylor Swift level song or something. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Where something could blow up and out of proportion in a really good way and maybe even make you some money. Scorpio is like, Venus and Scorpio is very smart with money. So this might even be a money risk. Maybe don't be overly risky, but if you want to risk it all, go for it. (laughs) if if it's calling to you. so Venus in Scorpio is really, really smart with money, so this might even look like taking a risk with money if you want. Maybe don't get too risky because oppositions to Jupiter can literally be like, risk it all, and then, oh god, what did I just do? But Jupiter's in Taurus. I have a feeling it's like trying to play it safe a little bit. Jupiter's not going to get too crazy. So this might be something that like you take your emotions, channel them into something artistic, Venetian, right? And You can make some actual like real revenue from it, or you see a real benefit to it in your life somehow, whether it be monetarily, because we are working with earth and with uh, water, or it might just add a lot of value. So just an idea around that time. And then all of that, (laughs) lots of crazy stuff, all of that leading us into the new moon in Sagittarius, (laughs) which is a month from today, I'm realizing, but this is uh, December 12th. At, and it'll be at 20 degrees of Sagittarius at 3.31 p.m. Pacific time. So this is my other magical day, by the way, this this new moon. I think I chose a new moon last time. The moons, I feel like, are they're planting seeds of hope right now, which is what we all need. <laughs> so this new moon is it's trining the North Node and Chiron. That's so beautiful. It's going to be Quincunx and Uranus. So there's a little bit of a weirdness with this, a little bit of a discomfort, maybe Maybe a lot of stuff's changing in your life and you're like, I don't like all this or I'm feeling really like weird about this. I need to do something about it because Uranus is going to be like changes in, and electricity and <laughs> it could it could even look like you know, electrical problems like quite directly or it can just be like literal changes in your life. Mercury will be in trine with Jupiter and sextiling Venus, as we talked about earlier. And Mars is also going to be trining Chiron. So there's a lot of like energy and movement around healing with this. And with a new moon in Sagittarius, we are looking long distance. We're looking way into the future. What are our big goals and dreams? And how can we heal ourselves? I'm excited. This is in my ninth house, so I'm like, yes, I want to travel because that's the house of travel. <laughs> but I also am like taking some sort of at level courses right now in colleges and universities. Live in that house as well. So- thinking long-term is emphasized, at least in my chart. Corey, for you, and Detta, for you, these are both, this is happening in your second house, which is actually really cool. I'm so excited because this is, I mean, in a nutshell, this is money, baby. (laughs) This can be bringing in new forms of revenue. This can look like bringing in new resources. This is improving your self-esteem and self-value. This is the house of values, the things that we put value in and your resources definitely some ex- i think there can be some really exciting manifestation for you guys with it being in the second house for you just cuz you guys both share a pretty similar chart and Sag ruling your second house you're ready to do it baby so i hope you're i hope you do something that like plants a seed that brings it all in especially for bonfire cuz i love being here hopefully that's like new classes or something it could be as a matter of fact yeah. yes and be. so we'll have that new moon and then the day following Mercury will be in retrograde. Wow! Yippee, <laughs> skippy! But yeah, we've right.
0: known it for a long time that it was going to do the same thing as last year. Come yes. at the end of the year. And, and what's bring nice us is into the new one.
2: the new moon. The new moon is not when Mercury is in retrograde. So that's why it's my magical day. <laughs> It hasn't gone retrograde yet. So that's good. Um, So plant those seeds and then don't plant anything. No, not really. But Mercury will be retrograde in Capricorn from eight degrees. um, And it will go actually back into Sagittarius to 22 degrees. So it will be retrograde from December 13th until January 1st. As I said earlier, the shadow will begin on November 25th and the shadow will end all the way at January 21st. So remember with Mercury retrogrades, we have a pass, like a three-time pass at things. So we're going to have stuff come up between November 25th and December 13th. And then you'll likely have to go over those themes in your life. Look for Capricorn Sagittarius in your chart. That might be a a way of pinpointing what those things are. Also with it being in an earth sign, this is probably going to be around money and with capricorn especially it's like larger businesses finance it'll be interesting to see world news for this retrograde i think just because we've had a lot of big news around these larger companies and i think it might be interesting to see what comes of that but this is also resources like earth stuff it can even look like food and and again wherever capricorn is ruling in your chart those themes will come up between November 25th and December 13th, and then they will come up again for you to renegotiate, re envision, re you know, all the rewords during this Mercury retrograde between December 13th and January 1st. So, Happy New Year. Mercury will no longer be in retrograde. And then the shadow will clear on the 21st. So, you'll probably go through those themes, maybe wrapping up those stories one more time by January 21st. I hope that makes sense. In terms of how to kind of, I, this is how I look at retrograde seasons. Okay, it's the do-do-over, <laughs> do do-over, do-over time.
1: I love that yeah, Mercury goes out of retrograde the day that I go to Disneyland. Yes!
2: So moat that shit. <laughs> to steal another. <laughs> I love it. Big fan. That's marvelous. No communication or travel problems for you whatsoever. So nope. you. And right before my yes! birthday. Fabulous. So best of luck to all you people out there. Right now, as this episode's coming out, this is the time to back up your stuff. (laughs) So back up all your drives. Back up your shit. Make sure you take care of your car. (laughs) Especially car stuff. Oh my gosh. In the wintertime. Take care of your car. Take care of your transportation. Take care of your technology. Get it backed up before retrograde starts on December 13th. Okay, PSA over. The last couple transits we have wrapping up this season. We're going to have a lovely Mercury trine Jupiter again because it already trine Jupiter. It's going to have a second pass. So when it happens the first time, just be aware. This is back on December 7th. December 7th, something might come up. Hopefully, it's really lucky because we like a Mercury trine Jupiter. That's usually a, a flavorful, beautiful, especially in an Earth sign, bountiful, <laughs> all the th- words that like are associated with Jupiter. So abundant stroke of blessing, I hope that comes into your life. And so you may have to renegotiate or contend with that. Maybe it's a raise you're getting and you have to renegotiate that part of your life or something. It can look like that kind of a thing. So December 18th, that's going to come up again in its second pass in the retrograde. Don't forget, you'll have one more after that. And then December 20th, we're going to have the Venus uh, opposition to Uranus. So this is bringing in things from like November 10th through 13th, because we had the sun oppose Uranus and Mars oppose Uranus. And these were uh, really intense transits. (laughs) And so this Venus is making its last pass. Basically everything that's sitting in Taurus right now, as anything goes through Scorpio, it's making the last pass. And we have Venus catching up to Earth. and. Wrapping up all these stories. December 20th, and then of course the next day, which is the winter solstice, Capricorn season beginning December 21st. Solstice time is going to be a lot, I think, with that Venus opposing Uranus. But we've been doing a lot of Venetian work this whole year, frankly. So it it might be interesting to see. I mean, hopefully, whatever comes up for you around this time. Opposing Uranus. I actually wrote, I think I wrote a song the day of the sun you opposed Uranus. It just like, Lou out of me, so it can look like literal doses of like inspiration. it doesn't have to be a bad thing. The subject matter was kind of dark, but like inspiring <laughs> so you know it can be it can be something that you fuel toward maybe whether it's productive or just like in- inspirational, exciting, fun. Try to use that energy and channel it in a way if you can and if you're able that makes you feel better. And using, I think, Mercury as a guide, especially during Mercury retrograde time, this is such a good time to be journaling, to be sketching and doing art and and just turning your thoughts and words into something tangible, especially being in an earth sign. Make your thoughts and dreams and ideas and heartbreak, make it all something tangible, just, just for the sake of doing it. It doesn't have to impress anybody, but maybe it will, you know, who knows? What's the worst that could happen? And from that, we'll have the solstice beginning on December 21st. (laughs) I feel like that flew out of me real
0: fast. (laughs) That's amazing.
2: It feels like a big reset to me. I'd like, okay, we've been through all this. Yeah. Where are we going? Question mark. (laughs) If we had like a map, it'd be like, okay, throw a dart. (laughs) Let's figure that, which is very Sagittarian. It is a
0: busy busy month. No, it just feels like a lot of redos to me. We're actually already experiencing that at our house revisiting things that are
2: not so fun and we're still very much in the midst of all these mm-hmm. outer planets coming out of their retrograde still in i mean we still have uranus and neptune for most of the season will be retrograde mm-hmm. jupiter being in retrograde i know and dena that's your like planetary ruler right so it just it feels like it, yeah the the retrograde season and and all of the heavy mm-hmm. like malefic planet energy i think is like when a i lot of like oh okay. when i did my
0: reading with you i remember <laughs> so- thinking, oh, it's going to feel like walking through molasses until, I think you'd said the middle Mm -hmm. of 2024 for a break, and then back walking to molasses, and then done in 2025. It's nice to be prepared. It's nice. Yeah. So thank you. (laughs) That was amazing, Conowan. Yeah. It's a Sunday night, November 12th, the end of a long weekend for everybody, so... We're going we're gonna to shoo on out of here and let you mull this wonderful preparation of planets and stars over. And until next time, be well, act with intention, and don't forget, you are magic.